Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Sweet Potato Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Rick Larson. I'm joined today by Jose and Rebecca as we discuss our favorite movie robots. Thanks and enjoy. We can jabber for a second to kind of warm up, but yeah, part of the podcast. Like, does she get a credit? I think you should credit her. I probably should. I think she only appears in the first episode, but maybe we can I can make it a point because she said something different last time. She said this meeting is being recorded, and now she's like recording in progress. Oh, so, I don't know. So she's yeah. switching it up. She yeah, knows, she's, like she's she's, she's yeah. she knows. Yeah, she's on. Yeah, she's. She's an AI that uh, will be our uh, overlord one day. Who is your favorite movie robot? If you have one. Oh, that's a tough call. Mm. My The first I, one that jumped to mind was Twiggy from Buck Rogers. Oh. oh. But then immediately was followed by C-3PO. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be one of those two. I would do um it, mine is a toss-up. It's a tie, mm-hmm. but they're kind of modeled after well, one is modeled after the other. So um Johnny Five and Wally. Oh, those are good. Oh, yeah. I I was just about to say, like, the movie is bad, but I like Johnny Five. Johnny really, Five's so cute. The movie's yeah. terrible. Yeah, the movie yeah, can yeah. yeah, yeah, can go to hell, go straight yeah, to hell. Yeah. But um <laughs> Yes, <laughs> except for Ali. No, you know what, Ali Sheedy. Yeah, Ali, I like Ali Sheedy. Steve, yeah. Gooden, Steve, <laughs> Steve Gutenberg is fine. Um, as a kid, I really liked Fisher Stevens before I realized mm. it was like mm-hmm. total brownface. But yeah, um, and I feel like compared to other people who have done that, I feel like he has like admitted that it was a problem and. Um, yeah. So, he's, like, he's not, I think Andy Rooney doubled down on, uh, not Andy Rooney, <laughs> Mickey Rooney, doubled down on <laughs> Breakfast oh, at Tiffany's he? until he I died. Didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I, I could didn't be know wrong. That. I could be wrong. Do we know if um, Peter Sellers ever Ooh, said anything? That's, oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just watched Murder by Death, which I had never seen. <laughs> and oh my God, that movie is racist. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's going to be a little bit of racism in this. And it's wild. <laughs> it is like a little bit of racism. Yeah, there is, there is no, well, you know, I don't know what I'm t- going to, what example I have, but there's, there's always like one, like an old, like Breakfast at Tiffany's is not, although admittedly, I, I know it from the song. Uh, I haven't actually watched the whole movie, but as far as I understand, like ninety percent of it is not Mickey Rooney uh, with like <laughs> false sure. teeth and squinting. But yeah. Murder by like, Death yeah. is that like every line Peter Sellers has. But what what's the other movie that he made where he does play like a guru, like an Indian character? Peter Sellers or Mickey Rooney? Yeah, yeah, P- Peter Sellers. Well, he uh, the party. The, that's the one I'm picking of, yeah. I watched uh, Being There, which is, oh, as far as I remember, oh. three of all of this stuff. But 
Yes. And I learned about that party and I was like, oh no. And so I have avoided it. And then we were like, oh, I have vague memories of seeing Murder by Death as a kid on cable and what put it on like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That stuff is, yeah. Yeah. Jose, who's your favorite robot? Movie robot? Uh, I guess the first one who came to mind was uh, R2-D2, which uh, I get that everybody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is all over that. And then, uh, but for some reason... Classic for a reason. That's that, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, so, gosh, I have a few different uh, robots, especially within the Star Wars universe. So, obviously, mm-hmm. there's R2-D2. Uh, as a kid, I didn't have the... Uh, action figure for r2d2 but i really wanted it instead though i had an uh god rd r5d4 which was uh <laughs> the the one that uh is well, mostly white with a little oh. bit of and it tips up like when uh when they're like hey yeah. what about this one? it tips over and uh it's like dead and they're like uh yeah maybe let's not buy that one um and then uh yeah, oh, Gronk droids, if you remember them. They're the ones that, like, they look like tr- uh, like uh, the rectangular trash cans that walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mostly, if I remember correctly, uh, in Empire Strikes Back is where they first pop up. And, uh, and uh, what? Jeez. Oh, Can't remember if it was Empire or Return of the Jedi where they are torturing, the, or they're, like, reprogramming robots mm-hmm. and uh oh no it was in return of the jedi uh when uh c3po shows up to uh jabba's palace and they're like mm-hmm. well uh you're a gift to us so now we're <laughs> uh now we are uh you're you belong to jabba so we are going to clean you up and jabbify you or something and then mm-hmm. like there was a one of those gronk droids who again looks like a uh dark colored trash can walking around aimlessly uh they tip they flip one over and they like are branding his foot or something and like Mm -hmm. the i don't know the uh the robot is squirming and not not taking i don't know not uh enjoying it i don't know why they would enjoy it but i don't know i also don't know why they would feel pain um but yeah yeah that's that's one of my favorite, just random, anonymous kind of droid in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, because his scream is chilling. Like, it's blood-curdling. <laughs> yeah. like, why is like, this no, robot no. screaming? Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, I think my last one that I'll mention in the Star Wars universe is KT... Oh, is it K2SO4? Or let me bring hmm. that up. The... The one that was in Rogue One, which to oh, me yeah. is that actually almost as good as Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is like my favorite one. Um, so let's see if that is. Yeah. Oh, K2SO. Uh, that, I don't know. Uh, that robot is just really funny and mm-hmm. uh, and hilarious. So uh, they there's some good bits in Rogue One. Rogue One, primarily a comedy. True. <laughs> yes. Who was it that did uh, the voice for that robot? I forgot. Oh it was, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I think remember. it was somebody well known. Is it Taika Waititi? 
Maybe. No, he did a different. But it might be uh, from Someone what we do in the shadows. Yeah, uh, Alan uh, Tudyk. Oh, Alan Tudyk. Okay. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce his name? That isn't who I was thinking of. I was thinking of uh, uh, Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Matt Berry <laughs> is a robot oh, in one God. of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love... Uh, has everybody seen the first season of The Mandalorian? No. Yes. Oh, I've seen, like, the first two episodes, and I liked them. Oh, lot. okay. I, I I don't know. Uh, you can spoil it. Yeah, okay. I was gonna say if if, I, if I'm spoiling it, we can go back later and cut it out. But no worries, um, I'll totally. Well, <laughs> also, anybody, I will also anybody, edit it out of your memory. Um, <laughs> uh, no, if there's anybody an... hasn't. If anybody listening hasn't, uh, you know, hasn't seen it and doesn't want spoilers, uh, you could probably tell them in the show notes or something that, like, oh, by the way, yeah, skip it from this time to this time. Yeah, there's a there's a. All, okay. But really, the only spoiler is that at the end of the first season, there's basically a robot that is identical to R2-D2, except he has like six foot long legs. Oh, he walks around oh, yeah, on yeah. them. And that wow. made me giggle in, in a very <laughs> great way. Like, not like laughing at it, but like, okay, that's kind <laughs> of amazing. I love this. Uh, R2-D2 on stilts. <laughs> Uh, if right. we want to uh, further spoil, it's just uh, this is just going to be a, a podcast for spoiling Mandalorian. Nice. Um, yes, yes. In the season that just wrapped up, season three, mm-hmm. I don't remember if it's season three or four. Uh, near the end, and again, if you're listening and somehow got to this uh, and don't want it spoiled, oh, yeah, I haven't here. watched it yet. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. well, then maybe I shouldn't. No, maybe, do it, do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you'll forget by the time it pops up. But uh, so those IG robot things, which are they're kind of mm-hmm. like the the skinny, bare bones, practically skeletal, uh, skeletal robots, uh, usually assassins. Uh, and they mm-hmm. have that like a uh, cylindrical head. Uh, they re uh, so in one of the seasons of Mandalorian, uh, they had a buddy who was that robot and who was really awesome and sacrificed himself, blew up, but they saved like his main parts or something. I don't remember. In any case, they re they put together another one, and they have like a space so that they can you can put Baby Yoda. Uh, in there, and he can control it almost like a mech suit. Uh, okay. And, yeah. yeah. And then because he doesn't speak yet, they also outfitted it with buttons that uh, when you press, say yes, and one that says no. So <laughs> Mandalorian is, yeah, the Mandalorian's like, okay, we are not doing this. And then Grogu is just like pressing it and just like, yes, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> And oh man, I love Mandalorian, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mandalorian's like, look, uh, I'm gonna get you out of there. And then, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's very cute. And uh, mm-hmm. and so now you know about it. Maybe you'll. And forget. then Jabba the Hutt says, "Well, that just happened." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, Jabba the Hutt, was uh, ri- was riding around on a just a really gigantic roller skate. Nice. <laughs> That's great. That's the like somebody's attempted criticism of that show that uh 
um, I agree with 100%, but don't see why it's a bad thing, is that that show is just uh, the creator playing with all of his action figures from his childhood. Because <laughs> there are very few new characters or like new aliens or anything. It's always like, oh, it's one of those Greedo guys. And here's a like this other alien that we saw in, in the... Um, it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly existing, existing stuff that you've seen. But now the like the stormtroopers are all dirty, or the they're eating the little monkey lizard from Jabba's palace. Oh, that is cute. <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, Salacious Crumb is the Salacious name of that Crumb. Thing. Yeah, which is yeah. an amazing name. Uh, it is. It's kind of a lawyer name. Mm. Totally. The law uh, Salac- of Salacious of Crumb and Associates. Yes. Yeah. yes. Crumb Hut and I don't know, Walrus Man. <laughs> I I what I love is that they were like, what's this guy? All right, uh, Gillface. Like they just give them really <laughs> obvious names, and then mm-hmm. and then you know the, when it first came, uh, when these characters first came out, and then they're like, oh, we should give them real names. So Walrus mm-hmm. Man is, uh, I I'm gonna look it up right now and vamp. is he panda baba or is that somebody else yes you are 100 percent correct okay. uh, oh. that is that is uh what a show off that dude so name. yeah i i don't know how i even know that because i'm definitely not a like big time star wars guy but i know more about it than i think i do i always surprise myself um but i'm sure i get a lot of stuff wrong and uh um but when i was Ooh. a kid I used my Greedo and my Walrus Man action figures to be like an Abbott and Costello vaudeville <laughs> team. <laughs> nice. I would write little stories for them. And I think Walrus Man was the dumber one, kind of the curly, and uh, <laughs> and Greedo was the mo. And that's hilarious. Get into I. Uh... I actually, uh, I uh, I look at what I found on the floor. A segue. Uh, cause while I have a lot of things that I've been into lately, uh, mm. I've been, uh, into, so there's, a there are Star Wars shorts that are now on Disney plus under yes. uh, the banner of Star Wars visions. And it's basically mm-hmm. kind of, uh, non can, not necessarily Canon, uh, stories and, and they're short. So they're, you know, uh, anywhere mm-hmm. between five, 10 minutes long. Um, but they they have different uh, they've partnered with various animation studios uh, around the uh, around the world. And what's really cool is a lot of the animation stories ha- or studios have incorporated lore and aesthetics from their own home country. Um, oh, that's and, neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, and I can't remember anything about them. Uh, like they were really good, but they also like when you just watch a bunch of them, they all smash together a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but there is one from Ardman Studios, which is uh most yeah. known for uh for uh <laughs> almost said Sydney and Gromit, uh Wallace, Wallace and, Gromit. and Gromit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was pretty cool, but like yeah. there was uh there was one in the uh because I think there's like nine of them, and like the third one uh just really struck me hard emotionally because uh it was about uh and okay this is just all spoilerville 
I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, but they're non-canon, so it doesn't matter, and they're cute mostly. Mm-hmm. But this one was sad because uh, it's basically in in these shorts. Uh, this is the second season, but in these shorts, there's a huge there's a lot of emphasis on just how terrible the empire is and how oppressive mm-hmm. they are, and people feeling downtrodden and giving up hope. And uh, there are like three uh, three kids who are like work in some sort of mines or or some uh, imperial operation, and somehow one of the kids like is like has is force sensitive and has kind of a little touch of the powers, and basically uh, finds someone who uh, can can kind of like take them away from this oppression and it was just really sad it hit me hard i think because mm-hmm. uh as i may have mentioned in a previous episode uh, i went to uh brophy college preparatory which is uh, a fancy prep school in the middle of phoenix uh, as opposed to going to the public school in my neighborhood carl hayden and it definitely felt like oh i'm trying i have this cool opportunity in front of me but mm-hmm. I also have to mm-hmm. leave like my friends behind, the friends that I've known for anywhere between, you know, uh, yeah. seven, eight, nine years, whatever. How I don't remember how old I was. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what age you are when you graduate from junior high. Um, <laughs> that is this way you, everybody out there who's putting that responsibility on me, just stop, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, it, I think the the that kind of, and I think anybody can relate to it like that, where you kind of take a step in a direction that the rest of your friends aren't taking. And for some mm-hmm. reason that kind of was, uh, just hit me in the feels and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but, uh, but then there were other ones that were lighter and sillier and it's just really cool to see uh, all of the different animation styles and the different, uh, cultures that were getting incorporated into it. Yeah. Into that's cool. That is cool. Uh-huh. I I haven't watched them, but I have some family members that have, and I am super looking forward to the Ardman one for sure. But mm. they all look pretty cool. But it that triggered a memory for me. I found a couple years ago at Bookman's a uh, set of like greeting cards that were very specifically and obviously. Um, Mega Man characters from the video game Mega Man. <laughs> and so I bought them for Arturo, who's a big uh a big fan of Mega Man, but the um they were done in the style of like pre-colonial Aztec art. Oh wow. And I was like, that is a strange combination, but they were really wow. neat. So they were like, like it told the story, like it told the story like, like um, the well, same they were, way. Kind of, yeah. I don't know if they oh, were wow. like if there were enough of them to really tell a story because there were like four cards in the set. They were like mount, oh, uh, mounted and not framed, but ready to be framed. And, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Um, I don't know very much about um the Star Wars, the Wars of the Stars, but mm-hmm. um, I know pr- like the bare basics basically and um there, but while you, some warring well, chewbacca is a game. bear and right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, related related to fozzy bear yes <laughs> um they um 
what was I gonna say? Oh, um, but while you were talking about how like different companies, um, and like it has different writers, and I, I was thinking a really cool, um, thing that I think that the writers should add into their um their writers contracts, the writers that are on strike, um, is that all mm-hmm. the writers, um, if you want to be a part of the writers guilds, um, you have an option to write one of these star wars stories for this um for this series um but you have to kind of do it like in the style of and then you can pick from like anybody through history like you can you can do a star wars story um like in the style of dashiell hammett or you could do um a star wars story in the style of kurt vonnegut um oh nice or or like even like contemporary people, like you could do like like if Shonda Rhimes had a Star mm. Wars series and it's like set in a in a Star Wars hospital, and there's a Emperor McDreamy or something. Oh, or like like a Josh Swartz production, like the OC or Gossip Girl. Like there could oh, be. Oh yeah, Danielle like, Steele. Perfect. You get it. You're, you see my vision. Yeah, I do. Um, I do. I and like then, it. like any any writer could, if they want to be a part of the guild, um, they have an option to enter the guild using this assignment, and it would provide so much content. And then, um, and they could get paid because I hear Disney has money. So, yeah, I don't know anything about the style of James Patterson, like the inside of the books. Mm-hmm. But I know his big like trademark is that his name is really big on the cover. So that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Patterson great. writes a lot of novels where his name is bigger than the title. <laughs> I think I think he's one of the authors that like you can be another author and write his stories him oh yes yes his yeah because i think i think he publishes like a novel a week yes definitely and there you have it a successful bonus episode of the sweet potato podcast we'd like to thank bradford of copper boogie music for our beautiful theme music and the zoom this meeting is being recorded lady for her invaluable contributions to our canon. Thanks again for listening. Please give us five stars and tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next time on the Sweet Pod Tato Podcast. Bye.